it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Leave. Get out right now. It's the end of all your tweets. It's too late. And I've had to wait for you to be gone. And I know that I cost you. And I wonder how they bought all your lies. I've said what I've had to say. And now it's time for you to say goodbye. Too many syllables. Too many syllables. But guys, um, you know, we're going to work with it. We're going to work with it. So, well, it is I, Kalechai. But don't call me that. That's not my fucking name. My name is Kalechi in the place to be. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. And guess who's back this week? It's me, guys, Sadiq. <laughs> I am back. And this time I'm back with my own mic. So yes. we're ready for a proper chat today. We're ready. We're going to get into some things like I always say. So yes, I'm back. Hope you're happy as I am. Yeah, he's got his own mic and everything. We've set it up. Um, I guess I'm just turning into a little podcasting studio, really. You know, all Pretty of these much. bits. Uh, so having that. And it's nice how it's set up as well, because you can stay in your seat, because you never want to sit by the desk properly. So you can be there now. And I see you a lot more right that's good but isn't that just a mess that if it wasn't for this podcasting no let's be honest if it wasn't for the fact that you decided that you know what i'm ready for this podcasting life i'd rarely see you well no we see you about once a week once a fortnight once a fortnight (laughs) once a fortnight because sometimes i'd even come over and i'd be like oh hey i'm here you'd be like "Mm mm-hmm from behind the closed door (laughs) yeah anti-social is me sorry well that's that's the pisces in ya that's the Pisces. But uh, wow, this week is uh, it's a mad thing. Ooh. So I'll just say from now, I'll say from now that trigger warning, this episode talks a lot um, about sexual assault because it, it, it comes in as a theme so heavily this week. And I'm not really surprised because again, when we're talking about the upheaval, the uprooting of so many things that's, that has happened, like this of course is going to be one of the things that we have to address we can't keep saying no black lives matter black lives matter and not talk about the all the all the intricacies of black women's lives black trans people's lives that comes into all of this as well and the way the ways in which people are violated um as well like when we look at the lgbtq plus community how you know black lives within that aspect also um, needs to be addressed and and fought for you know, with fought for with everything we've got. So just so you know, off the bat, there's going to be quite a bit of that. So if you're feeling raw, maybe this isn't the episode for you at right now. But if you're, you know, ready to have the conversation, then continue to listen on. So I'm going to get going with the tarot then, get that out of the way. So the tarot, I 
said, you know, uh, you know, it's the same setup, pile one, pile two, pile three. And I really just wanted to focus on a general message for this week. But then at the same time, I said, I'm open to taking messages from the spirit guides about work as well. So anything work related, but, um, I feel like what's come through more is a general like work. I'm sorry. Um, general kind of life message, um, to be honest. So pile one, pile two, pile three is what you're choosing from. Um, I hope the extra piles that I've done for my patrons on Patreon, that you guys are enjoying that. There'll be another one this week as well, an extra pile um, of messages for you all on Patreon. So that's patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. So if you like to misspell my name, you're going to have a hard time finding that. But I, <laughs> I'll also add it. I'll also add the link in the comments as well. So for pile one, as I'm always saying, center yourself before you choose a pile um, taking deep breaths and just go with the one that flashes for you. Part one, we've got that the situation is the chariot in reverse. So this is a life energy and I'm using the Kaleidodope deck still by Crystal Banner. I've just felt more inclined to use that deck. So in the Kaleidodope, uh, Kaleidodope deck, you see a red Ferrari in the sky, like vroom, vroom, like zooming off, but it's upside down. And for me, I guess the message is that the situation for you is that you don't feel like things are moving fast enough. Things aren't moving fast enough. And the it, what do you expect to move fast? We are having an entire pandemic, no matter how many times people want to lie to themselves because they want to go to brunch or they want to have album release parties or whatever the fuck. <laughs> we like, are still in this pandemic. We are still in a pandemic, but, you know, I guess the government decides they're going to ease lockdown because they're like, well, if you want to go die, that's your business. Like, so how fast do you want things to move? What, what, what fastness are you doing? What, what are you expecting things to go back to normal? There is no normal now you're creating a new normal. So it's about chilling the fuck out. Like you, you, you can't rush things and if you're trying to rush things it's because you want things to go back to the way that they were but things weren't serving you the way that they were they literally were it wasn't working for your own good you had so much heartbreak the way that things were why do you want things to move fast and 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 go back there things are taking time because new structures new foundations have to be put in place that will better serve you so stop rushing because the advice is the three of swords um, in reverse, which is that you tend to do this a lot. Something hurts you. Something wasn't working for you. Maybe even in past relationships, you, you want to rush through everything. You want to rush through the healing part of the heartbreak. You just want to get it done, get it done. You want, you, you, you're so preoccupied with the end result. Like I just want to be through this very murky, um, transit, you know, th this murky transition. I don't want to be doing this bit. I just want to get to the healing. But the thing is, healing isn't linear and healing ha happens within the moment. Healing isn't an end result. It's a journey in and of itself. You don't just heal and boom, you're done. The healing continues and continues and continues, you know? So take it easy with where you're looking for all of this to go. You've got a whole entire ass life ahead of you, God willing. Like there is no necessary like end result because you're going to have to live in the answers. 
All these questions you have about what's going to happen next, what's that going to mean for my job, what's that going to mean for my relationship, what's it going to mean for my life, and all the things that I wanted for myself, you've got to live in the answers. That's it. Like you, you're not. It's not going to just be like ping and then boom, the answer's there. You're just going to have to live into it. Um, pile two, the uh, situation is the ten of coins in reverse, right? Ten of coins in reverse to me is like really saying to me, like at this time, you feel like you're not in your bag. You feel like all of these things that have happened have really set you back in terms of your aspirations for your career. Like, oh, I thought I was going to be here by now. Maybe I would have gotten a promotion or maybe, you know, this would have happened and that would have happened. And I would have, you know, bought a flat or I don't know, like for you, it's it's very, this is definitely work orientated. You, you had a kind of vision for yourself at the beginning of 2020 of how your life was going to look financially and in terms of your career. But you know that they say that hindsight is what's 2020. Yeah. Not going into it. So, but after you come out of 2020, you'll be able to look back and see how you needed all of these things to happen to set you up for the kind of career person you want to be, to set you up for the kind of work life that you, you deserve because the way that you would have gotten your 10 of coins would have left you exhausted. It would have left you depleted and it would have left you emotionally bereft. Like you wouldn't have really had much to give in your personal life if things had gone the way that you wanted them to go in your uh, professional life. And this time has almost been a stop for you to realize that the things that make you, you are the things that are around you and the people who uplift you and they give you the emotional strength to do the things that, that you desire. That's your true bag. The true bag is having um, a, a support network, is having a life that you can be proud of that, that isn't based on how expensive this thing is or how many fancy holidays you've gone on or how many titles you managed to um, get in the workplace. The, the real bag is knowing that there are people who love and ride for you and that you love and ride for yourself. That's what's um, important in this situation. And the advice is the Knight of coins in reverse, basically saying that now you should be able to see opportunities going forward that don't serve you. So yes, you might've had a particular way of looking at things like, this is what I want for my career. And you you know how you're going to be tested. You're going to be offered that thing. You're going to be offered the very thing that at the beginning of 2020, you would have jumped at the chance. You would have thought that this is my idea of success. Yes, I've got it. You're going to be offered that thing because the universe wants to see if you have learned your lesson and if you'll be able to look at it and be like, you know what, actually I'm good. Even if you're not necessarily moving, moving on from that space, you'll still be able to say, actually, I don't want this thing because I don't actually want to be tied down here. I don't want to be doing all of this with you lot. Um, or it might just simply be like, you've looked at it and said, yeah, thanks for that. But I actually want to leave now because I've seen that, you know, this isn't what I want for my life anymore. And I've just got my priorities are slightly different to what I envisaged them to be at the beginning of um, this year. And that's how the universe works. That's how God works. God will be like, oh, you've, have you learned your lesson? Okay, well, I'm going to give you exactly what you thought you wanted then. And I just want to see if you're big and bad and if you're going to be able to turn it down because the, the lesson isn't just something that you learn theoretically. You have to know it. You have to be able to practice it. It has to be something that you live in. So that's the advice for pile two. Pile three is the strength card, like some, um, which is another major arcana card. 
And some of you are really, you know, glowing up. Congratulations. Through this time, you have found a strength that you didn't know that you had, you, whether it's um, through fitness or some kind of daily practice, you've basically become stronger because you've changed your daily routine. There's things that you're doing differently now that is serving you better and you feel stronger for it. You're looking better for it. And that's looking better to yourself. We're not talking about looking better to any stupid motherfuckers, but you're looking better to yourself. Like you're now thinking that, wow, I like the person that I am truly. So even if it's not something external, internally, you're like, I like the person that I'm becoming because of this time that I've had to reevaluate everything that I've been doing. And it's just a celebration for you really in pile three, because the card that comes out as the advice is the two of ones. And we had the two of ones previously as well. One, 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 one is what it looks like. So you're, you're now in alignment with the path that you're meant to be on because you've made this shift. You're now in alignment with what you should be doing. So you'll notice more synchronicity. You'll notice more things that you think are coincidence, but it's not a coincidence. It's just that you finally stepped into the path that was always meant for you. And so the things that you deserve that have always been waiting to kind of manifest in your life, they're now easily um, able to, you know, be shown to you and you're, you're, you're finding that they're just coming. Things are coming to you a lot more easily. You might even seem like banter. You might be like, raw. this time last year I was praying for this thing. And then I didn't have to, I haven't had to work super hard and boom, it's here. Exactly. Because the way you were working before you were working hard in the wrong direction, that you're striving, striving in the wrong direction because you weren't in alignment with what serves you best. But now that you are in alignment, all of that energy, all of the work that you've been putting in has found its way to turn itself back around and to come to you now. So you're going to find that things are just landing on your lap, like things that you've always wanted are just landing on your lap now because you're finally on the path that you need to be on. You're finally like doing things in your lane and the things that serve you. And you're not stretching your eyes to look at what somebody else has because you've, you've ultimately understood that the things that they have weren't yours. You know, the things that are yours are now able to find you and you appreciate them more. That's a major thing as well. Like you now are more appreciative of the life that you have because you're not taking your eyes and chucking your eyes into what other people have and thinking that that's what would be best for you. So those are the cards for this week. Um, let me know if it resonates. I love that you're all tweeting me and I'm, you're sending in loads of letters. And honestly, there are some letters that I've still got to like read the follow-ups and get all the gist on before I talk on. So I'll be doing probably those next week. So yeah, I appreciate that you're tweeting lots, that you're reviewing the podcast, you're like rating and all of them things that Sally asked you to do. Um, yeah, so definitely let me know how this pile resonates. As I've said, uh, the people on Patreon, you'll have an extra uh, uh, pile, three pile reading uh, in the middle of the week as well. You'll get that from me. So done. Let's get into Share Your Magnificence then. I'd even ask you which deck went for you. Pile three. <laughs> no, I was, on, I was on pile three and it was, yeah. Just like I said, the spirits don't play. And they're, always, <laughs> they're always right and it was definitely what I needed to hear. Really? So yeah, you know, pile three was, that was me, yeah. And even from the beginning, because obviously you're meant to pick it from the beginning, right? Yeah. I said to myself, yeah, pile three. And when it came, I was like, whoa. Wow. Right. 
I, I have I'm at this place in my life where I feel like things are starting to make a little bit more sense. Mm. So yeah, I needed to hear that. Really how have you before you even go to show your magnificence? How have you found this time? Because you've been um f- not f- no, you've just been working from home. You weren't mm-hmm. furloughed. Mm-hmm. No, 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 yeah, just been working from home. And I think for me, it's more of like a mentally, it's quite hard, especially if you consider yourself a homebody. Because yeah. it's like you know, home is where you kind of reset. Home is where you re-energize. So it's kind of weird to be working from home and then still try to find a way to get that energy back yeah because i'm still in the same place but yeah it's 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 been tough definitely i'd say it's been tough so in the beginning weeks was it like novelty do you do you dress up for zoom calls <laughs> you know what's so funny about the zoom calls is that literally my top half is is so it literally if you saw my bottom half you would be <laughs> shocked and i tell you what they almost caught me last week um on friday actually where I didn't know that I had my camera on accidentally. We were having like a big conference call. Yeah. And you, a lot of you will know that when you're on the big conference calls, you mute yourselves and you, you, you block your camera. Yeah. My camera was on and my, my, I, was, I wasn't muted. I had like my trousers down. I was eating KFC. <laughs> like literally everyone was messaging me like, Sadiq, your camera is on. I swear. Oh, I was, I still think about it. I'm still mortified because I just think I could have been doing any, I could have scratched my bum. I could have done, do you know what I mean? You could have just done anything. Oh, oh, it's still it's still shocking to see all of those. Me- I felt like my new dropped. Literally, that's how it felt. Like everyone messaging me saying, "Sadiq, take your camera off straight away." But yeah, that was... you were really the tr- the KFC box was and the there. KFC box. And what makes it worse as well because that shows that um I had left the house. Do you yeah, know what I mean? so that actually shows that I wasn't. No, it could have been a delivery thing. Like I can argue maybe, that. I will argue that lunch one time down. Was over. Lunch time was over. So. Yeah, I don't know how I got away with that one, but I'm just, yeah, never again. Just always check for that, guys. Always <laughs> check for that. Nah, I've, Zoom calls stress me out. They stress me out, even when I've got to have my therapy sessions. But then I just go and have them in the car. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a it lot. It takes a bit of, of getting used to it. Yeah, I had to do like um, a conference on there the other day like an event like and that's the weirdest thing when you're having an event like a panel discussion on there and the whole time because your camera's on you have to really look engaged and i was just like i want to switch this camera off just like (laughs) or even look at your phone yeah just do something and i want it like you can't drop your gaze because everyone's looking at you so oh i I, it was a lot but i got through it i couldn't wait i felt so mentally exhausted after i came off the call yes i i feel that way as well and I, i i think Working from home for a lot of us will get better when outside's open, open. Yeah. So yeah. But then, will people need to work from home then? I I, so. I just I just feel like these companies are going to move mad once it's time for people to actually go back to life. Back to life. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? <laughs> <laughs> See, you know that. Like. I knew that was coming. No, I, I I think a few a few of them will, but I think a lot of them are expecting like not everyone will will. will back five days a week in the office not me anyways i'm negotiating something like two days in the office because you know i would just claim my anxiety is is is, is causing me some issues which it is so yeah 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 i'll just you know take take some time but it would just be nice for outside to be open and for you to feel like yeah you can actually go out and do stuff and still be working because that's the choice isn't it you just want to have a choice that you can do what you want to do yeah but um yeah well let's get into share your magnificence then yes so my first show, Your Magnificence, this week goes out to Marcus Rashford. Oh, yes. Big up, Marcus. Definitely. Because 
this is what I mean when people are using their platform for good. And this isn't the first time that I think he's even done something that's just like commendable. But this is the one I picked up where um, he basically was just dragging the um, uh, government for filth because they weren't going to give free school meals during the summer holidays. Yeah, they were scrapping it. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like... Oh, they were like, yeah, but we've never given um, free school meals during the summer holidays. Yeah, but we've never had a pandemic before. And so families that haven't been working, you know, um, because some people have just been let go. They've been made redundant. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the money that they're getting from furlough, whatever, that might not even be that much because you keep lessening it as the months go on. Um, And they're just not used. People don't budget for the fact that, oh, my child is going to be at home. Some people have had to jump on universal credit and all of them things. And then you want to turn around and go, well... That's what we can do. That's on you guys. That's on you guys. I think for me, it's more... Because I think, you know, naturally when these things happen, you just kind of, you, you, you kind of look at the positive in it. But we don't actually realise what the government were actually trying to do. They mm-hmm. were happy. They told us blatantly that they were happy for thousands of children to go hungry. Yeah. And then for me, it's interesting seeing how people are praising Marcus Rashford. He's a hero. And don't get me wrong, he is. He's great and all yeah. of that. But... I think it's better to demonize the government as opposed to praise someone. Like, it's yeah. just, I think that, that 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 for me was quite strange. Like, you know, he yes, he is a hero, but he shouldn't he, he didn't he shouldn't have had to do all of that. Stormzy shouldn't have to be donating what ten million or whatever of his money as as he earns it or whatever towards causes and all yeah. of these th- things. Like, it's not down to the black people who are in the um media or whatever who are celebrities or whatever to be doing all of these things i'm glad that they're doing it because we should also we should always have a community focus like we should always care about our communities and care about the things that are happening to them. but you can to carry all of the load on your head as well as play football or as well as make your music when the government is there for that very reason and that's why you man are there to actually do this thing and i'm having to beg you to do right, your job to do it you had one job one job but it's everywhere else that they'll find you if there's a war you can be you there you be there but children are hungry oh no well don't I have money you. for that you don't have, but we, every year we have money, money to look for Madeline McCann. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> one. Oh, gosh. Like, and a lot of the time they ask, oh, where do you guys expect us to get the money from? Madeline McCann. <laughs> get it from Madeline McCann, literally. Just, just, just from her own case, literally. We can, we will survive, uh, literally. Just Shocking. a small, small percentage of the money that, you, that you've used all this time for Madeline we could have used we could have other things. Can you imagine a German prosecutor? They reported they had the effrontery to report that a German prosecutor had to write to the Madeline, Madeline McCann family and confirm her death. Wow! In, 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 in twenty twenty, they want to confirm Madeline McCann's death. Wow! Uh, I just think it's just no, no. Nah, nah, I'm I'm over it. I'm yeah, I'm t- over t- it. T- but t- Marcus wrote uh, to the he op- wrote an open letter. He's even got his own logo. It's very cute. It says um, to all MPs in Parliament. I love that because he was just on smoke. Like yeah. any of all, any, of all of you, I want to fight. Right. All of you will enter the same trials that I will tear your singlet Good. today. He says on a week that would um, have opened UEFA Euro 20. I wanted to reflect back on May 27th, 2016, when I stood in the middle of the Stadium of Light in Sunderland, having just broken the record for the youngest player to score in his first senior international match. 
I watched the crowds waving their flags and fist pumping the three lions on their shirts. And I was overwhelmed with pride, not only for myself, but for all of those who had helped me to reach this moment to achieve my dream of playing for England, for the England national team. Understand, without the kindness and generosity of the community I had around me, there wouldn't be the Marcus Rashford you see today, a 22-year-old black man lucky enough to make a career playing a game I love. Now, I just want to stop there quickly because it's quite a, a letter He's 22 years old. I don't, I can't remember how old Stormzy is, but these are young guys, young guys that are taking on like these responsibilities that you Agbayas do not want to take on. Where they'll find you, you'll be moving mad, having no numerous children, Boris Johnson, numerous children. <laughs> that you're not fathering. Wikipedia said he's just got at least six. That like, Wikipedia <laughs> gave up. Wikipedia was like, look, babes, I, I don't they have know. To give an estimate yeah, uh, just a, a, at least six, they said, at least. Oh no. That is wild. So you have time to be doing all of those things, but to just feed the children of your country that you are leading, they can't find you there. You can't do that. A 22, and I love that he refers to himself as a black Marcus man. Was so young, right? Yeah, I didn't realize he was that young. The babies are doing the work. Mm-hmm. So he now goes on to say, "My story to get here is all too familiar for families in England. My mum worked full time, earning minimum wage to make sure we always had a good evening meal on the table, but it was not enough. The system was not built for families like mine to succeed, regardless of how hard my mum worked." As a family, we relied on a a breakfast clubs, free school meals and the kind actions of neighbours and coaches. Food banks and soup kitchens were not alien to us. I recall very clearly our visits to the Northern Moor to collect our Christmas dinners every year. It's only now that I really understand the enormous sacrifice my mum made in sending me away to live in Diggs, aged 11, a decision no mother would ever make lightly. This summer should have been filled with pride once more. Parents and children waving their flags. But in reality, Wembley Stadium could be filled more than twice with children who have had to skip meals during lockdown due to their families not being able to access food. 200,000 children, according to the Food Foundation estimates. As their stomachs grumble, I wonder if 200,000 children will ever be proud enough of their country to pull on the England national team shirt one day and sing the national anthem from the stands. Ten years ago, I would have been one of those children and you would have never heard my voice and seen my determination to become part of the solution. As many of you know, as lockdown hit and schools were temporarily closed, I partnered with food food distribution charity Fair Share to help cover some of the free school meals deficit. Whilst the campaign is currently distributing three million meals a week to those most vulnerable across the UK, I recognise that it's just not enough. This is not about politics. This is about humanity. And that's where I would stop him because it is about politics. All of this is political because you've got money to bail out airlines, airlines. You've got money to bail them out, but to feed the children of your fucking country, you don't have. And they're throwing money at these airlines as well. Ah! So, you know, 196 million there. Money from just magic in money, pretty much. People with their own private islands where <laughs> we're bailing them out for what? For what? Uh, but you don't have money for children. So it is about the politics. And and politics is what informs humanity. And I love his letter. I think his letter is one, wonderful. And I guess this Very is like my, um, this is my academic side coming out. But humanity is something that has been constructed. And I think Jade Bentall talked about it in um, quite a bit of depth. Humanity is something that's been constructed by whiteness. 
Because we wouldn't have to talk about anyone's humanity if somebody didn't go, well, you don't need to have any humanity. You get humanity, you get humanity. None of y'all get humanity. We wouldn't have to talk about humanity if racism hadn't created this. Separation. Exactly. There you go. So and 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 that separation is has therefore become institutional. It's therefore become systemic. So then we can't say that it's not political when in the humanity as it is ha, is political. It was created for that function. You choose like okay, Syria today. You're not human, so we're going to post pictures of you dying in the sea. We're going to put that on front pages of newspapers. But you're human, so we won't post pictures of you dying. All of that stuff. All of that stuff is political, but I still, I love his letter and I get where he's coming from with what he's trying to say. Like, it's not even like I'm out here going, oh, I'm a labor, I'm this. I'm just telling you that this is wrong this on is any, wrong. on yeah. any and level. I think that's where he was pretty much getting at. Yes. It's not about what party you assign to yes. or anything like that. It's literally like, you cannot use children as pawns. Right. Like you cannot. And he goes, looking at ourselves in the mirror and feeling like we did everything we could do to protect those who can't, for whatever reason or circumstance, protect themselves. Political affiliations aside, can we all not agree that no child should be going to bed hungry? Exactly what I was saying. Um, Food poverty in England is a pandemic that could span generations if we don't course correct now. Whilst 1.3 million children in England are registered for free school meals, one quarter of these children have not been given any support since the school closures were ordered. We rely on parents, many of whom have had their jobs, have seen their jobs evaporate due to COVID-19 to play substitute teacher during lockdown, hoping that their children are going to be focused enough to learn with only a small percentage of their nutritional needs met during this period. This is a system failure and without education we're encouraging this cycle of hardship to continue to put this pandemic into perspective from 2000 to uh, 2018 to 2019 nine out of 30 children in any given classroom were living in poverty um, in the uk this figure is expected to rise by an additional 1 million by 2022 in england today 45 percent of children in black and minority ethnic groups are now in poverty This is England in 2020. I'm asking you to listen to their parents' stories as I've received thousands of insights from people struggling. I have listened to when fathers have told me they're struggling with depression, unable to sleep, worried sick about how they're going to support their families, having lost their jobs unexpectedly. Head teachers who are personally covering the cost of food packages for their vulnerable families after the school debit card has been maxed out. Mothers who can't cover the cost of increased electricity and food bills during the lockdown and parents who are sacrificing their own meals for their children. In 2020, it shouldn't be a case of one or the other. I've read tweets over the last couple of weeks where some have placed blame on parents for having children they can't afford. And I really, I mean, we're not even at suck your mum yet. (laughs) We're not even at suck your mum yet. But these people that did that, especially um, journalists and, and news reporters, all of you can suck your mothers, you fucking pricks. Don't have children you can't afford. You've got an entire Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, Clarence House that people are living in with, for, off my money, bitch. Off my money. They can't afford to live they there. They can't afford to live there. <laughs> right. So don't be telling me I don't have children. Every year, this one is 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 firing children out of her children sits out of her panani. <laughs> Kate Middleton, wherever the fuck. Yeah, we've got become an incubator. Right? You give us George, you give us Charlotte, you give us Mil- I don't you Simon. just Simon everyone. <laughs> Harry, George, I don't know. Just bare names. Bare names. She's having children. If if tomorrow the monarchy got taken away from her, where well, how is she paying for those children? 
But because you want to keep the monarchy going, because you want to keep imperialist um, um, nostalgia going, you will have that. Like, that's okay. Nobody wants to talk about it. No. The queen has how much land? She owns how much land? I think she, in fact, has the most land of anyone in the UK. She owns, I don't know. But she can give up that land. She she can she can very much do that. And while we're talking about giving up things, I know it's slightly off topic, but give us back those jewels as well. Give, give us ju- back the gold and all of that. Everything. All of it. Just, just, yeah, give it back. That in there. And then we'll see who can afford what. There you go. Nonsense, I'm going to the with the cat abbeys as well. Oh. oh, they'll have a cat as the abbey. They will literally just. But I think for me, that's always scary because these cat abbey people, like, they're real people. They're nurses, they're yep. teachers, they're literally, and they're using burner accounts. Yep, to say all to of the vile things that they, they feel. And it's always a cat abbey. Always. <laughs> always. I, I, the moment I see a cat abbey, I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, 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 not responding. Blocker, blocker, blocker. Um, he it's a long letter, but he basically goes on to say, um, he says here, that same finger could have been pointed at my mum. Yeah, I grew up in a loving and caring environment. The man you see in front of you um, is a product of her love and care. I have friends who are in middle-class backgrounds who have never experienced a small percentage of the love I've gotten from my mum. A single parent who would sacrifice everything she had for our happiness. These are the kind of parents we are talking about. Parents who work every hour of the day for minimum wage, most of them working in hospitality, a sector which has been locked down for months. During this pandemic, people are existing on a knife's edge. One missed bill is having a spiral effect. The anxiety and the stress of knowing that poverty is the main driver of children ending up in care, a system that is designed to fail low-income families. Do you know how much courage it takes for a grown man to say, I can't cope or I can't support my family? Men, women, caregivers are calling out for your help and we and we aren't listening. Um, I also received a tweet from an MP who told me, this is why there's a benefit system. <sighs> Rest assured, I'm fully aware of the universal credit scheme and I'm fully aware that the majority of families applying are experiencing five-week delays. Universal credit is simply not a short um, is simply not a short-term solution. I also know from talking to people that there is a two-child per family limit, meaning someone like my mum would have only been able to cover the cost of two of her five children. In April 2020, 2.1 million people claimed unemployment-related benefits. This is a, uh, an increase of 850,000 just in case, um, just since March 2020. As we approach the end of the furlough scheme and a period of mass unemployment, the problem of child poverty is only going to get worse. Parents like mine would rely on kids' clubs over the summer break providing a safe space and at least one meal whilst they work today parents do not have this as an option if faced with unemployment parents like mine would have been down at the job center first thing monday morning to find any work that enables them to support families today there are no jobs as a black man he tells them twice that he's a black man (laughs) just in case you you forgot bitches As a black man from a low-income family in Withenshaw, Manchester, book, book, I would, um, I could have been just um, another statistic. Instead, due to the selfless actions of my mum, my family, my neighbours, and my coaches, the only stats I'm associated with are the goals, appearances, and caps. One stunt on them. I would be doing myself, my family, and my community an injustice if I didn't stand here today with my voice and my platform and ask for your help. The government has been what uh, whatever it takes approach to economy to the economy. I'm asking you today to extend that same thinking to protecting all vulnerable children across England. I encourage you to hear their pleas and. 
find your humanity. Please reconsider your decision to cancel the food voucher scheme over the summer holiday period and guarantee the extension. This is England in 2020 and this is an issue that needs urgent assistance. Please, while all the eyes are, um, of the nation are on you, make the U-turn and make protecting the lives of some of our most vulnerable a top priority. Yours sincerely, Marcus Rashford. A king. Yep. A fucking king. Yep, and a U-turn they made. Whoo! A U-turn they made. They took... Do the U-turn, turn around. There's a run man I know it's wrong, Come on, come on. It's hard Time to learn. learn. Come on, come on. It's Do the U-turn. <laughs> we almost, Push your hands up, spread your feet, turn around in a circle, get down with me. Uh-oh, come on. Come on. It's time to learn. It's called the U-turn. What's the, who was that? Usher. Oh. No. <laughs> Sorry, no R. Kelly. <laughs> Fuck R. Kelly. Fuck R. Kelly. Sorry. Period. Forever. <laughs> if it wasn't R. Kelly, so we wouldn't have been singing no, it. No, stay in jail. Please. Stay in jail. Live. Well, no, we have to talk about we have to talk about your use of alphabets. So a song, <laughs> a song is called U Turn. U Turn, and then the first person you thought began with an R. <laughs> I just thought, I really just thought, because it was catchy. True. It could have been. Because that Predator had, 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 had a lot of catchy so tunes. He could have written that song, boy. He, and you, we're probably going to look at the finances. Are we the songs he wrote as well? This is what's difficult because Nivea has bangers oh and God. so many, there's so many. I, I feel like for now where I'm at is just any song he has yeah, done. Yeah, let's just say that, please. <laughs> any song he has used his voice on. We are not I'm not. Because one, uh, the other day I wanted to listen to, he don't understand you like, like I, I do. do. Oh, I love that one. And then I heard it, I was like, no. But wait, wait, isn't, isn't that, that's a band, that's a boy band, no? No, that's him and P. Diddy. Oh. He don't understand you like I do. And I never make love to you like I do. So I give sure. it to me. I'm good. And I can show you about a real love. That's a boy band. It's not a boy band. It's not. I'm actually going like to look it up now. It's just it's satisfying when I said that it's a thing, girl. So what's your thing? Could you no, worry such a boy band? That is not <laughs> no. Kelly. Come on, no. Guys, I'm so sorry. We need to find this out, please. That is a boy band. Uh, why am I playing it before they come and sue me? <laughs> I just want to see who it's. Why don't they show you the the lyrics or show you the information about the song like credits? Shazam, where you can just sing the song and it clocks what song you're singing. Kelly, who was written by Kelly Price, Sean Coombs. Well, it doesn't have it. So why did I think that he was there? Yeah, you see, I'm telling you, that was not. Which it. which one is he on? What was just, the boy band? What sung it? There was no boy band that sang that song. It was only ever Diddy. Oh. Is he in the video? Maybe he does like a little cameo, but I'm I said it. See, not. it says here, Satisfy You, released October 13th, 1999. It's a number one R&B single by American hip hop artist and producer Puff Daddy, now known as P. Diddy, and features vocals by American R&B singer, songwriter R. Kelly on oh the hook. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's another song down. <laughs> oh. I literally went to listen to it and I was just like, it's when I heard him go, oh, oh. baby. I said, oh, no. I must run. I must run. Oh, fuck you, R. Kelly. The evil <laughs> you have done in the, this world is enough. The evil he has oh, done. Okay. Do you know what kind of constant torture it is that you want to go and listen to an absolute banger? And, and you're on it. Oh, fuck you, R. Kelly. Honestly, <laughs> I just can't get over it. And I love that song. It's and such it's a only, It's only, I guess, in times like this where you realise just how these kind of these predators infect the industry. Look at that. 
We haven't yeah, even over. gotten to that point yet. And look at how we ended up there. Yeah. Serendipitously, we are now there. There we go. The, you, there's so much that you're so embedded, like embedded into the things that we enjoy that we can't even enjoy our things knowing the horrible things that you've that done. You've you robbed so many people. And you haven't robbed us in the same way that you've robbed these people of, of their lives and, and of their sense of safety. Mm-hmm. But you've robbed us of just pure enjoyment just simple simple enjoyment we can't do because of your fucking stupid behavior cancelled totally cancelled but um where were we going with that really i think even when you're talking about like you know predators in the music industry i mean we can we can talk about a predator that we found out about very recently well that's coming yeah that's coming so but yeah, big up yourself, Marcus Rashford, man. Like, yeah. um, yeah, you made them. You yes, that's where we were. You turn. You big up yourself. Two slaps on your chest because you really did bits where other people are flopping. You're flipping. Yeah, wow. other people are too concerned with. Oh, I just want to, you know, misbehave. This is what you call a black king. He called himself black. I'm gonna call him black. His mama called him Cassis. I'm gonna call him Cassis. But no, like, <laughs> like. You, this is a black king. This is someone who was just like, this is how I'm going to use my platform because I remember where I've come from. And if I don't, it's it's just amazing to me because so many people end up in that position at this young age and they start talking with this bootstrap ideology. Any I look come and see your age mate. He's not even your age mate because you're much older than him. And this is why you're an Aguaya. But he looked at the situation and he was like, this cannot run. This cannot continue to happen. He used his platform to speak out about it and the parliament now turned their decision around and they're now providing these free school meals during the summer holidays. But he could have very easily sat there and been like, well, I'm fine now. You guys just needed to work as hard as me. That's all you needed to do. And all of you people that like to turn around and go, oh, knife crime, single parent families. He comes from a single parent household. Look how much sense he has. Because it's not about how many parents that you have in your household. It's how much love you're shown and how much integrity you are brought up with. Some of you don't have any brought up, see? You don't know. You don't, <laughs> I'm stealing that. <laughs> this is why I love my patois. Because none. some of you don't have brought up, see? And that's why you behave the way that you do. Whether you have six parents, whether you have ten parents, whether you have two parents, you don't have any manners. You don't know how to behave. Home training. Home training, you don't have. So, and, and oh, you just want your dad to be present for what reason? Oh, mum, well, I grew up in a house that had my mum and my dad. Meanwhile, your dad stayed locked in the room all the time and he didn't want to chat to you lot. Like, he only ever came down to come and eat his food and he went again. Your dad had 15 million girlfriends. Was he really there? Might as well have been a hologram, to be honest. <laughs> so don't talk to me about single parent households and um, this crime and that crime because the fact of the matter is it, it's, it's about the love. It's about the love that you receive and he's just been brought up in a way that allows him to see that I'm not going to turn my back on my people and and I don't want other children to suffer. So big up yourself, Marcus Rashford, for doing the things that need to be done, using your voice in the way that you've used your voice um, to raise awareness. Like, you absolute fucking king. Well done. And I love that quite a few people are waking up and realising, like, you know, money is great, but it's more important to be on the right side of history. Uh-huh. And Marcus Rashford, we will never forget you, mate. Amen. We will never forget you. I feel like he his his football career could finish tomorrow. Yeah, he could hurt his ankle, break his knee, like most 
guys do. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. And he will still, he will always be blessed and will always, 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 always treasure you. Because that was a big thing. It was a big thing. And I just, even the fact that the media even tried to move a little bit mad with it, like trying to vilify him in one way or another. And it was just like, you never want black men to prosper. Nope. If it's not um, Raheem Sterling you're coming from or um, Ramel Lukaku, like you, you just like to, to just come at black men, but you'll be the same ones to turn around like, kick racism out of football. Britain isn't Stop racist. Either. We're a tolerant country. Fuck all of you lot. Don't Fuck you. Don't you remember when that um, American reporter, was it, I think it was LeBron James she said it to, um, something to the effect of shut up and dribble. Ah! I, I always feel like, well, yeah, because he was speaking out about, he was speaking out about uh, injustices, I think it was a couple of years ago, and they were like, oh, just shut up and dribble. Like, what the fuck are you saying? And I feel like when they report on people like Marcus Rashford, it's always got that kind of tone to yes, it. Yes, yes. Like, you know, you're a footballer, you should kind of stick to that. But yeah. no, actually, these people are realising that, no, whatever you do, that that puts you out in front of people. That means you've got influence. Yes, and you've, you've got, and, and this, you is influencer. Influencer. This, is influencer. Oh, this is influencer. This is influencer. This is a flat tummy tea. Flat tummy tea. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the, I, I'm telling you that. Oh, how they they did all of this at the gym. Yeah, where they actually went and did surgery. No, right. this is an, a this true is true influencer. This is it. And so, and this is the thing. The term influencer has become so bastardized. But the thing is, people do have influence, and when you have a platform, you do have a responsibility, whether you like it or not. You can't just be like, oh, I just want to come here and make my music and mind my business. No, no, because as long as people's money are coming out of their pockets and going into yours, you have a responsibility to not be a mad person. So, um, yeah, I really, really appreciate seeing that for Marcus Rashford. Um, and my second Share Your Magnificence actually goes out to someone that I think I may have maybe dragged in some way or I've, I've been critical of them. I've been critical of them at some point and I've had to be because some of the things that I, they were saying I did find a bit dangerous. Um, but big up Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole. Yes. Big up Michaela Cole. Because you did what? You motherfucking did that. When you wrote and created I May Destroy You, when I saw the title, not going to lie, I saw the title and I saw the pink wig and I said, hey! She has come again. (laughs) She has come again. I mean, Chewing Gum was fantastic. You did a great job, but I didn't know where else we were going to go. And and what you showed me is that I don't need to fucking know where we're going. You've got this on lock and you're going to do what you're doing. The honesty. Mm. Ah, The unflinching honesty that she wrote I May Destroy You with. Those of you who haven't watched it, it's a series. I think it's six parts. Oh, it's more than that, I think. Is it? Yeah. Um, maybe eight parts. I have yeah, to check that. Yeah. Sometimes check your it's news collector. Check all your news collector. We've got four parts so far, uh-huh. um, and, and the rest are coming. Um, initially, I was just like, mm, I don't know, because there were some things that happened behind the scenes, not with um, McKenna directly, um, but some my involvement whether that didn't quite go to plan i was like these people need to move and then i just by chance thought you know what i'm gonna actually go and watch this um this show i was blown away i was blown away by i may destroy you it's on bbc iplayer so you can go and watch it there it's on on sundays at 10 45 p.m at night yeah, it's on tonight. So I always look forward to Mondays because Mondays was my Killing Eve day and then Killing Eve finished. And so I was like, okay, I'll watch um, um, I May Destroy You. Uh, it's a collaboration between the BBC and HBO. I was meant to be in the Q&A that they did via Zoom as well, but I was on another meeting and I ended up being late for that one and then my link wasn't working, but that's fine. I think that all of that happened because I need to kind of focus on the art and not so much the artist per se, but in this case, I'm celebrating the artist as in Michaela Cole, like you fucking did that. And I'm one of them people, if you don't know about me already, I don't have to like 
agree with everything that somebody has done but I'm always open to when they've done something amazing I will celebrate what they've done that's amazing like I don't just blindly go oh well no they did this one thing so I'm not going to acknowledge anything else no like this this is it you've Mm -hmm. got to you've got to and that's what some people are really really allergic to and I know that firsthand from being a black woman (sighs) and being so hyper visible I could do something amazing you guys won't want to celebrate it but then the moment that you think I'm moving slightly mad oh you'll arrive there right (laughs) (laughs) you'll arrive there to come and do your madness so i just think that what michaela has managed to do with i may destroy you is a cultural moment because the unflinching like um commitment to discussing sexual assault in its various forms it was so triggering to watch Mm. I struggled to watch it. I had to watch it in bits because it's so honest. It's so, it's just laid bare for you. It's beautifully filmed. Yes. Wonderfully written. Mm-hmm. Michaela acts it wonderfully. I, even from the scene of like the casting where the, the her friend goes to a casting and they start asking her about her wig. And that I thought was brilliant as well. I thought that was wonderful, uh-huh. literally. I love that friend. Um, they call her Terry. Terry, yeah, 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 yeah. On the show, I love that friend. I love that scene. You know when with the Italian guys. Yes. Yeah, I thought I thought she was she was amazing. But I think for for me, I think why I kind of love that show even more so is that I guess from to men like me, the way the media sells the idea of sexual assault is that like you think like you know a woman has to be in a dark alley. Yeah. On her way home from night, like on her way up on her, her way home at night. Yeah. Where actually what this show actually shows you is that sexual assault can come. In various forms yes and it what what it did so well is that after the thing happened i don't want to ruin it for everyone yeah obviously everyone knows what it's about but after it, spoiler yeah after it happened she they, they 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 put you in that they put you in that scene with her so well where you kind of feel like you you feel confused too you kind it of was horrible like, yeah like how could they have done that to her and it's like and i don't feel like black women get enough sympathy yes and i think that the way she wrote it and the way they 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 kind of played it out you feel so sorry yeah for her you feel so bad for her and even even though she doesn't necessarily directly make you feel bad for her because you know she's she's rolling with it she's a bit all over the place yeah and stuff like that but you feel bad for her because you know that she's going to make a very crazy realization soon and it's going to be absolutely heartbreaking yeah so i think for me that was what kind of touched me to see to kind of see that representation of yeah, and and I love how we see that she's free. She takes coke. Yeah, yeah. She takes coke. She anything, in fact, any anything she likes. They were even frying. Were they frying weed into the food? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't realize that they, they were, were chopping up mushrooms and doing all sorts. I said, "What are these girls doing?" What are they doing and even again, when you when you think back to that representation, I think the black community, especially the UK one, we truly think that black people don't take coke the respectability politics is absolutely wild and that's why i tweeted i said like i really some i tweeted i don't i'm sure people are going to think i'm wild for this but i actually like the fact that the girls take drugs i like it because i i don't want us to keep lying to ourselves that these aren't things that are done within the community because they do they are some of you are pretending because when i I come to these industry events some of you are high as fuck and it's not on weed they'll be sniffing 
Yeah. Yours going. Gah, 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 gah. Like, like that's you. Do you do what you're doing? But I like the, the fact that she came and she wasn't giving us a moralistic approach. That's no, where I was heading I to with it. it because people love to say, "Well, if you hadn't been drinking, well, if you hadn't been taking drugs, well, if you hadn't shut up, shut up," because someone can do, not do any of those things whatsoever and they still, still get assaulted. Exactly. And and I like that she wasn't trying to protect. Like again, as black women, we need to be able to see different variations of black womanhood on TV and in radio and everywhere, music, everything. I don't want you to prefer, uh, pre- uh, present to me this picture-perfect black woman who's never done a thing wrong. And no, 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 give me a real She's black flawed. woman. Yes. yes. And, 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 and with her flaws, she should, she should still deserve, you know, our compassion. Yes. And I think that for me, just off, off, off the back of that point, I think seeing that flawed character for me was reminiscent of How to Get Away with Murder. Yes. And why we love How to Get Away with Murder so much. Yes. Because Annalise is... When you think about it, someone could argue and say she's a terrible person. She's a mess. And she's Elise a is a mess. mess. Yeah. And, but, but she I, she didn't have a bad heart. Right. Well. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But ultimately, to me, it's just like, I, and I mentioned it on the show before, like, Annalise Keating is a queen to oh. me because it was just like, yeah, she's not likable. She's not likable. So, like, sometimes I know that she doesn't have to be. Yes. She doesn't have to be to stay alive. Yes. And to be respected. Yes. But these students were disrespecting her all the fucking time. And, oh, oh, you ruined my life. No, no, no. You actually killed my husband. Let's get the facts yeah, right. Yeah, you ruined my life. You ruined my right. life. And I just handled it really well. And, and, and that's and, why you don't feel sorry for me. Exactly. And every time she's playing catch up, even before they came along, her life was already being ruined by Sam. Her life was already ruined when she was sexually abused as a child and her mum burnt down the fucking house yeah. or whatever her mum had to do. With the guy in it. Yes, with the guy in it. And that was reminiscent of... Um, Sula, the book by Toni Morrison. To me, that's where the themes came from for that as well. So th- this Annalise Keating represents the black woman who from as long as she could remember, she'd always been violated in some form. So then she only ended up forming trauma bonds in other situations. Like Sam was her fucking um, therapist. So regardless of whether they want to say that she um, seduced him or whatever, he had a, a, a duty of care that he broke. And abused, yeah. And, and yeah. But again, the bl- blame comes back to the black woman. She's now minding her business, dealing with this useless husband, doing this, doing that. And then you now come to kill the husband. And again, it becomes her wahala. And again, she forms trauma bonds with all of these students and wants to save them in a way that she could not save herself. So Annalise Keating is an amazing character, but she's made more amazing because of the Queen Viola Davis. Viola, just DM me. Just, <laughs> just, just DM me. I put out, look, it's only because of you that I've put out these videos of me doing monologues and acting. I just want you to see it, Viola. I love, love you. Viola. I love you. Yeah, the mother of Genesis, please, please. Yeah. When is the mother of Genesis coming from now? <laughs> That's her daughter. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Oh, God. Genesis. So, Javila, just watch one piece of me acting. That's all, That's all I ask. That, social media is such this thing. I, I can't believe that. Of I've got thousands of views. Like there's over a hundred thousand views of this um video, uh, the the sketch that I did with um Diana. Diana. And not one of those views is Viola. It will be soon. Injustice. If there's any justice (laughs) in the world, Viola, please watch my video. That's not how Lamar sang it. Were those Lamar's real eyes? What? Lamar. Where is he? Where is he now? I don't actually. Wasn't he in blue? 
No, he was not in blue. He was a solo artist. Always been. Yeah, I swear he was. He was on the um um. Oh, he was on a talent show singing. That's how we discovered oh, him really? in it. And then we how heard a lot you, coming out I, about I really talent like shows that, um, and anti blackness. You're gonna miss me. Na 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 na. It's fifty fifty. He did that basketball scene as well. What's the basketball scene? That was the music video. Did you ever watch the music? The music. How does it feel? Yeah, I can remember that he sang something. Oh no, he's not. No, he sang. No, no, he sang. You're terrible because I thought you were talking about. Um, um, <gasps> that's shocking. That just did that. That's very bad. But I thought you were oh. actually talking about. Um, not even. He's <laughs> saying <laughs> that <laughs> so they can know your musical knowledge because oh, no. you said you turned was Kelly. <laughs> okay, no, this is bad for me. This is my <laughs> worst one. Oh, God. No, I was thinking of another song. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Don't you know how hard it is to try? Not that easy to, to, to be loved by anyone. No, that's again. <laughs> that's Tom Jones. I think I think you're singing it in a different tune. <laughs> you're accusing my singing yeah, of singing your this. lack of knowledge of music. No, because yeah, yeah, it's just not coming to me that song. He says, "Don't you know how hard it is to try to sun and say goodbye? It's not that easy." It's not that easy. Because you don't know the song because anybody else <laughs> would have known the song by now. I tried to suggest something else. <laughs> no, it's just not coming to me that But, um, yes, I think that talent show, we've heard of um, X Factor moving mad to black women. Yeah. We'll come to that. We'll I don't, I don't even that. know if I put that in my notes because that's a, that's a whole other thing. Black women just need more respect. They do. That's the theme of today. Black women need more respect. Black women need to be able to express themselves in ways and for people to fucking deal. And when we tell you, believe black women, believe black and women. And I love that you say that as well because we also see, um, you know, even black, her black friends, wasn't that the, the, Amil Amin, the, the character yes. he plays? We yes. also see her try, we also see him try and deny what happened yes. that night before as well. So it's also that kind of thing. I feel like, you know, Michaela Cole, without knowing, she drives that point home of like, believe black women and yeah. listen to what they're saying because she went around trying to investigate and people tried to, they all tried to gaslight her. Even much. other black women. Tried to gaslight her. Yeah. Even talking about the black woman thing, what I do love about the show as well, just to add, is that you notice when these people are coming up to her. I like that, basically what I'm trying to get at her is that I like that Michaela Cole makes a black London. Yes. Do you see how the black women are approaching her saying, oh, I love your stuff. I love yeah. Your face, I love her. I just that scene that. made just, me yeah. smile because I, I get that. You know, I get that. And, and I loved how she did it as well because sometimes your absolute world is falling apart or it feels like it's falling apart. And then someone comes up to you and they're just like, I love everything you do. I think you're so wonderful. And you're hearing the words, you're seeing them talking to you mm-hmm. and smiling at you and laughing at you, but your mind is absolutely somewhere else. Yeah, and so thing. that was very real for me. Like it felt so vicious. Like she got me like she got me the fuck together um oh that scene where the terry thought that she really was doing threesome and she was doing bad b they they ended up gaming her yes that that scene was that scene was sad and also again i love that the education that this this show is like really throwing out there it can things if 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 you if something happened if you agree to something and you find out later that something else happened and it wasn't what you agreed to that is sexual assault. Exactly. Sexual because assault. we're talking about agency. We're talking about consent. When you thought that they didn't know each other, you were consenting to doing something with them together on that basis. When you now know that actually it's they set you up, up. Right. They set you up and they made you believe that they didn't know each other. That's wild. Yes. And it removes, it removes that kind of. It removes the autonomy. There. That you felt like you had. Yes. 
You thought you had all the information and you were making an informed choice. But if you didn't have all the information, you therefore were not making an informed choice. Yes. The choice had already been made for you. So therefore there was no consent. Yes. And I also love the fact that we also saw Terry make one big mistake. You don't leave your drunk friend. But the thing is, she she had said to her I'm though. Going. Yes. But and she didn't know. That, you don't say you want... If, no, no, you but guys are in Italy. Where are you going to? You but go she wanted together. to go. Yeah, but she wanted to go back. She was heading back to the flat. She was heading back to the apartment, and also she did not know that she'd gone and taken extra drugs in the bathroom with them girls. Which is why she was so hyped up. Yes. Fair so she enough. was just like, "I'm going on the basis of what I know that we've taken together. I'm heading out." Mm. You can say that people shouldn't split up, whatever. But she's basing it on like, "Oh, you know." I this thought is, this is what we taken. She, I don't. She wasn't aware that she went into the bathroom and took extra pills with them girls. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, to be fair, Michaela. Why are we not remembering Michaela Cole's character's name? It was, Arabella. Arabella. It was just a funny name. It was just. But it's a Ghanaian name, maybe. Oh, okay. No, you don't know. It's not Ghanaian in origin, but Ghanaian, Ghanaian girls Ghanaian like to have their names. Okay, they like enough. to have Arabella. Yeah, there's Bella. Yeah, there's always Bellas in the Ghanaian. Ghanaian but... girls love that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she she mentioned it as well in the sh- in the show. She said you shouldn't have left me. Um, but but yes, but then Terry said that so, I told you no, I was yeah, going. I did, told you I was going. Her. It's not like she just went. Yeah, I know. I still I, I don't know. I still don't feel comfortable with her. No, you wouldn't feel comfortable with it. But I just think it's the fact that she didn't just ghost. Like she didn't just go. Well, well, I'm out because I've known girls to do that. Like you don't even know where they are at the end of the they night. They go. didn't say anything. They've just disappeared, yeah, and they'll be terrible. messaging you the next day. Like, oh girl, hey hey, crazy no, night. yes, crazy night. So that's that's a, that's horrible. But the thing is, Terry did say, it, and then Terry then goes back to the what then happens to her yeah. in her mind. But I think the worst scene for me that I just felt so horrible was um, the what happened to I think he's called Kwame in the show. The black the, the black, black girl. Friend. Yes, yeah. That was that was that was quite confusing seeing all of that happen. I mean. I don't know. At first, when he when is it his name Kwame? I think the, I dan- think he's the dancer a, guy. Yeah, he connects with the guy with the with the high top. Yes, and in, in your head, you kind of think that maybe it's this is more kind of romantic, and then you kind of find out that they're just kind of looking for somewhere to kind of get down. Okay, fine. So then they find this place, and I don't know. I, I don't know if that necessarily happens for some people, but it was just that whole scene I found terribly awkward I just but thought, that's what it should what have been what is going on here like, right but the just... thing is he met the guy with the high top yeah and I was just like Spice okay cool that one it seems like he hasn't really delved into um, what it would mean for him to have sex with a man he yeah. hasn't really delved into that oh we can't go to my place my dad is there oh we can't go to my place my grandma is there at right, cool so, so yeah so they both don't have a place at this point I would have thought like there are hotels but okay fine you don't want to spend money yeah let's let's go to this guy's place and i think that kwame thought that he was opening him up to the possibility i think kwame maybe hasn't had many intimate relationships that haven't been just like about sex 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 so he i think he felt to understand in that moment that this guy just wanted that was actually trying there's a curiosity but he was trying to build something with him if i tell you that i like you i don't want to actually watch somebody else having sex with you like that's not and that's and you could see he felt awkward he was like i'm gonna bounce because this is not what i I sign up for i would i would yeah Yeah, i would have been like no bye guys thanks so much bye this is awkward and you could see him he didn't know where to look because he was just like this is not what i signed up for and i think he was trying to build on a connection and then you're like kwame's thinking to himself like oh i'm just opening up to you open you up to a new way of seeing things so you can see if you're comfortable with this way of being was very soon was very very soon but but you know that happened but that malik guy 
the guy who, that rate, yeah. yes i thought that was her that, that, that was, was horrible that was, that was quite bad because i think for you you kind of think about it like again reminding us that men can be sexual assaulted sexually assaulted, assaulted as well. yes they can yes. be victims of sexual assault and also you can agree to have sex with someone one time yes that doesn't mean that you're agreeing to have sex with them five times this is so many this is but this, so many things people need to understand but this is why it's so brilliant because Michaela drives the point home again mm-hmm. without spelling it spelling it out so if people can have this conversation he was very particular. Kwame was very particular about the conditions under which he would engage in sexual intercourse. He said, you have to have a condom because you explicitly said as Malik, oh, I don't want to use a condom. And he was just like, well, no, I don't do that. Yeah. So I think that then stealthing happened because I think he didn't use condom, right? Um, I'm not too sure, but I know, I know Michaela Cole was... Stealth. Okay, yeah, she did. She okay, she she got stealth. Okay, so he didn't. Yeah. So yeah, so he said I will only do it under this condition. So they ha- um they had sex with a condom under those conditions, right. and then now he's yes consensual. Now he's dressed and ready to go. You now bring him back and force him to now do it without because you still wanted to get your way. That's what that's what was so violating that's about the point it. That he made after it was. I fight. guess I'm just a bad boy. God punish you, fucking dickhead, Oof, you fucking that prick. Was, that was that was a lot. That, that was, was horrible. I, I hated that of, scene. For, for a lot of people um, watching I May Destroy You, if that particular scene is not used, you're, you're just not going to expect it. You're not. But it's brilliant that they put that in there. I don't know if brilliant's the right word, but you got know I me. Mean. Yes, it was brilliant it and it was horrible. It was it's so yeah. well done that I, I, I felt every aspect of it that the violation was on so many levels. The fact that you didn't want to use protection because you wanted to do it your own way. Like, there are health implications to what you're doing as yeah, well. And it's, he, and it's, it's, like, it's horrible. Yeah, and, and the fact that someone has said like, no, 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 that's it. I'm going now. And you brought them back again. It's, it's just terrible. And, and I think again, this is and what Michaela Cole does again, like he said, like without spelling out is that now you see how difficult it will be for someone like Kwame to talk about that experience. Yes. Because he's going to have to explain to people that he did firstly, Yes. sent to the first round of yeah, sex, yeah, yeah. but did it to the second round. That's going to be quite hard for a lot of people to compete, to understand. Yes. So, and I think for a lot of victims, that's what makes them not want to speak out. Yes. Because from the minute you agree, from the minute you even set the scene, like, oh, I went to his house yeah. with this guy and this guy, it's like people are already looking at you like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, sucks asking, to be you. Yeah, they're yeah. asking you the questions. Yeah. But even with that as well, big up Kwame. He's, he's, he, I don't know his real name. Papa Siedu. Papa Siedu, that's it. He is a very good actor. He's also on Gangs of London. I'm watching Gangs of London at the yeah, moment and, and he's brilliant in that. To see his versatility, to see him play he's Alex like in that. that. Yeah. yeah, to see him like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm impressed by you. And I've never seen him before. You have Gangs of London, no. But no, but you know why you haven't? Theater. You know why you haven't? Right. Because when I told you to come and see The Convert with me at the when Young Vic Theatre, I told you about The Convert. When was that? And I've, I went to see it twice because you actually didn't come on one, one of the occasions that you were meant to come. Barbershop Chronicles. We saw Barbershop Chronicles. He wasn't in that one. But I, I asked you to come and see The Convert at the Young Vic. When I tell you he was fucking brilliant yeah, in that. Main character. Yes. Wow. He was brilliant in that. Wow. And it's a lot of a lot of the theatre guys, a lot of the theatre um, Gangs of London feels, feels very theatrical. It does. I'm not gonna lie, I thought I may destroy you feels a bit theatrical. You can always tell, I don't know, maybe it's because of you about how I've learned about acting through you, but you can always tell when an actor's done theatre. Yes. Always, yes. And black British actors, all of them have done yes. theatre. You can just see it yeah. in them. Like, yes. They, they come habits. with the gravitas. Yes. They come with the enunciation <laughs> and the projection yeah. of the voice. You're like, uh-uh, yeah. there's a microphone to pick you up, calm it's down. Fine. yeah. Like, <laughs> nah, the Gangs of London, I feel like it's very theatrical, it especially because the guy who plays his dad, I always forget his name, that plays Alex. He's in Barbershop Chronicles, 
no no but um the, what i i remember that i watched papa esiodu and um the the actor guy they play father and son also in kiri if you have time watch kiri on all four like it's okay. a box set on all four it's a series the black girl little black girl she goes missing Oh, after yeah, um, she goes missing. She's with a white white family. I'm not even going to spoil it for you. It's a motherfucking show. When I tell you, I got to the final episode because it's a short um series. I got to the final episode and I wanted to fight. Okay, I'm about to watch this. Watch that because and let me know. I even know when you watched it because you'll be vexed. Yeah, you'll be vexed. So they play father and son in that one as well and that's when i actually first i think i saw papa and then i then went to watch the convert at the young vic and i thought it was fucking brilliant i had to go and see it twice but i tend to see most most theater plays twice to to digest yeah get everything um he was wonderful in that i really enjoyed him in that um he he plays complicated roles very well where there's a certain level where you don't like the character but then there's a humanity that he brings forth in the character that you yeah you feel drawn to so he's he's really brilliant for that so big up yourself papa because that couldn't have been easy and i don't know if i'm right but it might he might have deactivated on twitter in the lead up to this scene coming out and it just goes to maybe show how people behave online sometimes um Um, but if if you have just know that you're a baby boy you are fucking brilliant you're brilliant in everything i've seen you in and you know you'll continue to rise and michaela you wrote the fuck out of that i have you credit credit where credit's due my hats off to you go and watch i may destroy you go and watch i may destroy you and um and get your fucking life because it is it is fantastic um so yeah that's the two slaps on your chest michaela and two slaps on your chest papa and and the actress who plays terry all of you all of you are just wonderful you're all wonderful in that i really enjoyed it so anyway let's get to so you mad so this week on um so you mad because there's so much to cover for suck your mum it's only going to be one subject and it could have easily been in uh, suck your mum as well like straw of the week but i just wanted to talk about bob risky um going to um her dad's birthday party dressed very differently to what we're used to seeing bob risky dressed as and it just made me really really sad um to see them having to or see her having to change how she presents herself like you've this is like your whole thing on social media you're known for like being this kind of effervescent beautiful woman doing your thing but then people will still be out here misgendering you and like people keep going oh well when did bob risky say to us that they want to be addressed as a woman when she, did she told us multiple times multiple times she, multiple times. she even said that your bro is in yabba <laughs> that to me that was the video that was the video that cemented the whole thing when when bob risky said who's your bro yeah your bro is in yabba i'm not your fucking bro <laughs> i'm a beautiful lady that's what bob risky said <laughs> yes i'm a beautiful lady right. like you were told in that moment how bob risky wants to be addressed so the misgendering that's taking place to me is just extremely violent um to see bob risky like in that position where it's like you know like they're they're pretty much forcing bob risky to like conform yes to that yes i think it's just like and it's 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 then easier to kind of make that mistake when you see bob risky dressed more masculine yes yes and even the masculine dressing that people are claiming like she's wearing a jalabia which could be anything really it's just a long gown right and um and a cap okay there's no eyelashes there's no makeup well i feel like there's a young foundation there but whatever like just 
there's none of the usual kind of beautifying things that we see Bob Risky with. Okay, cool. But um, there's all the news articles that came out of Nigeria to me were very, very vile. So it says here, uh, Bob Risky shows up for father's birthday dressed as a man. Um, it went popular Nigerian crossdresser again annoying Bob Risky finally embraced his true gender when he dressed as a man to his father's birthday celebration dropping his Barbie inclined lifestyle in his Lagos home he appeared in front of his father as Okuneye Idris Olamriwaju the thing is Bob Risky's never changed her name like everywhere you see that Bob Risky's name is Idris. Like it's written everywhere. So I don't know what you're all playing at. And I don't necessarily want to read the whole thing because to me, it's, um, the misgendering is violent. So to consistently so ignorant. It's a willful kind of ignorance. It's like, yeah, like I've got all of this education in front of me and I'm going to reject it. Yes. And I'm still going to misgender Bob Risky. I get, I get how difficult it can be sometimes, especially when, for a lot of us, we were used to seeing Bob Risky, you know, act as male. And like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we've seen all of that. So I get how it can be difficult. But when you're reporting on it, especially, yeah. you need to take every time and every care to make sure that it's reported, you know, accurately. accurately but this is them thinking that they are reporting accurately. Yeah, and Nigerians get a sick, like, thrill out of... You know, like there was a time I think Bob Risky had to go to the police station and yeah, they get sick. Yeah, and they ju- ju- just, oh, look, we got a picture of them. Look, 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 looking like a man. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. And it's almost like, you know, to, to, to drag her back down to earth. Like, yes. Yeah, you see, this is, this is, this is truly what you are. This is truly your gender. Even to say true gender, like, who are you? Who are even- you? As that aside, I was surprised Bob Risky was going to his dad, uh, going to their dad's um, birthday party. I was like, whoa, they. I mean, I would just be surprised that they would even be going to that. But isn't that very Nigerian, though? To me, it's very, very Nigerian where, like, your dad is happy to chop your money, chop the the fruits of your labor, but they don't want to see the birthday. It's like like the dad said, don't bring that wig here. Yeah, don't bring that. (laughs) If I... if. Idris, if you come here and you're wearing, that's it. That's the kind of threat that you would that they would have gotten. Yeah. And and I wonder if maybe is your dad comfortable with it, right? But everybody else isn't comfortable with it, and so your dad's like, "Don't come here and disgrace me, or don't come and disgrace me. What disgrace you when I've gotten you a fucking Range Rover, or I've gotten you this, or I bought you and I spent all the money doing all of this? Are you fucking mad? Let me just let me not disgrace you and then stay where I am then and you celebrate your birthday by yourself and I'm not sending shit else. I'm not sending shit over. And then it also surprises you because what Bob Risky is like thirty? Yes. Yeah, and you would think to yourself that well, you would just you would just you would just stay to yourself and whatnot, but I think for me In you, Nigeria. Yeah, you, but you again it just that's what it shows you that you realise that like you cannot In Nigeria you never like grow that. up. In yeah, Nigeria you don't grow up, yeah. you're still a kid. Yes. Do you get what I mean? You could be sixty five and have ten children, you're still a you child. You're still a child and you have to show up to your, your dad's birthday and I don't know, I think that was And Nigerians can really chop respect. Respect is they think that respect is food that they that can they can literally, literally eat. And I just feel like Bob Risky has done so much for the culture. Like I love every single video. I, I'm always praising her. I'm just like, you are a bad bitch and nobody can tell me otherwise. Problematic. Pro- no, problematic in many ways. <laughs> in, in many ways. And I have called uh, called her out on this show numerous times, but Bob Risky will always be my babe because yeah. it takes a certain level of bravery to be that visible and to be consistent in that this is who I am and this I is how I want. Fuck. Yes. 
Literally. And, you know, there's been so much scandal. There's been so much everything. Like, the bleaching, I don't agree with. I don't agree with the things that she says around bleaching. But that's, you know, we could take that up on an intellectual... That's a bigger culture. That's right. beyond Bob I find it hilarious when she's like, I've taken your boyfriends. You should thank me because sometimes your boyfriends don't want to pick your cause. Your husband to pick your cause. So let's manage each other. Let's manage each other. I said, this energy. And Bob is always asking you, who is prettier than me? Let me know who is prettier than me. Do you know the energy? Bob's confidence is just, Bob, Bob teaches everyone a lesson. Yes. You can, learn, you can learn something from Bob. Like, and I think Bob Risky does such a good job in terms of just like promoting that confidence. He just doesn't yeah. give a damn. Just doesn't give a Does fuck. Not give a damn. And and I and I rate it and I love it and she can move that mad because she's just like if you if I let you know the the numbers in my phone book of of the of, of the people the of, of my boyfriends, ha! Huh? The whole of that. If you explode. knew who my boyfriends were, Nigeria you you would you would explode. lose your fucking mind. So everyone behave themselves because I will burn all of this shit down now. Burn. And I don't know if it's me just maybe projecting, but. Well, like she looks kind of scared in those pictures as yes, well. Like, she looks you know, really like, unhappy. Yeah, you could see anyone could be there. You got the car. Yes. Literally, just, oh, and the bare people dragging her, wanting to take pictures with her. Like, you're not my father. I haven't come here to chill with you. Why are you pulling me? Why are you dragging me? Leave me alone. That's, that's and and it, it's just a lot. Like, it just made me really sad. Like, you do all of this. You try to establish yourself as this is who I am. And then you go to be around your family and they're like, don't bring that shit around here. Don't be who you are around here. And it's just like, is it then worth even being part of that family? Is it still worth acknowledging them if they don't really acknowledge you as yeah. who you truly are? Which like, is why I said I'm surprised that she'd even go and be like... like yeah, but that's Nigeria, Nigeria for you. It's, it's really mad. But anyway, I, I messaged Bob. Um, yeah. yeah, on Instagram. We've had some spats before because um, I thought they were using a burner account to send me something, but that's by the by. Um, where is it? I said to Bob, my baby, I said, hi, Bob, sending you love. I saw the video of you at your dad's birthday party and want you to know that you uh, that who you are is who we love and you shouldn't have to change yourself for anybody. Stay strong. And my famous yellow heart that I like to put on things. And Bob messaged back and said, thanks, darling. Bob messaged you back. Yeah. Oh. Benefits of having a blue tick, bitches. <laughs> I didn't even know you and Bob were cool. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. That's the one to come and do a pole dance class at the studio. That's, that's where I'm deep, getting. Though, I think if, if if she replied, thanks, darling, then she she felt every way that you just said. Yeah. That's wow. I yeah. Didn't know that. You didn't tell me that. Wow. Yeah. So, Bob, I love you. You do some problematic shit. Who doesn't? I mean, you know, this, this is the thing about black womanhood. I don't always have to agree with the things that you do, but I can love you fiercely, there you know? Um, and that's, you know, the theme of even today. Like, I, I can love you and not agree with everything you do. I don't have to. I don't have to agree. But the, the fundamental things, like you having a right to be who you are and, and live safely, th those are things that we can um, agree on. So... That's really it for So You Mad. Oh, I had to just put that one nice and short in there because we've got some real shit to talk about. Ooh. And that's um, for Straw of the Week, a.k.a. Suck Your Mum. So we're going to get into that now. Straw of the Week. I don't think it can actually go to a particular person. Too many people. I, too many people. Many men <laughs> need straws from me. They try their thing, and I can see. And I'm trying to drag them for who they be. You're great with it. You are so quick with it. But literally, I was saying to you, 
like was it you that was saying it to you? I feel like the last week has been one of the like it's been the darkest week on Twitter for me. Wow. Like it's been so dark, but it's been so necessary. So I think for for a lot of people who don't know, um, or you've probably seen um the list flying around. So we're Ooh. not gonna get we're not gonna go get into too much about who's on the list, who's not on the list, but there's been a list going around um of abusers, um specifically black men in the UK mm-hmm. um who have abused women. And this ranges from rape, sexual assault. Um, emotional abuse as well yeah and yeah guys things 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 were said Ooh. things were said i think easily you can you can call it a reckoning and i i was saying that i feel like this reckoning was a long time coming but that's what gets me because some of the names on this list yeah i've been saying to you man for the longest time like i've literally got fucking episode named uh, episodes named after some of these motherfuckers i've been saying to you for years that these guys are a problem even the ones that i haven't made episodes about but i've I've referenced on various episodes like they're so dangerous and my thinking has always been and i've always said how is it that you're trying to tell me that they only behave this way online they are so horrible and vile and wicked to black women especially darker skinned black women online you're telling me that oh they just log off the app and they just go on and they're loving husbands and wives and brothers and uh, husbands and um, fathers and whatever no they're clearly they have to be worse in real life clearly they have to be worse but no you can continue to follow them because i don't like to take sides and you know i can disagree with people and let them live their life can you can you crazy and i think for even the fact, I mean, let's even talk about it. Like you called out one of the one of the people on the list. You said that look, this person has a sexual assault allegation out against them right that now. They have not yet confronted. In all good police stations near you, this guy has sexual allegations <laughs> out. <laughs> you, told, you told them that, and I think it just goes to show that regardless of what kind of platform you have, it doesn't take one person. Right. It doesn't, and one person is not enough. No. And I think that's what everyone's realizing now. So multiple people are coming out. Everyone is talking about their abusers. And I think it's the, it's the, it's, it's the perfect time to have this conversation because wasn't it a couple of weeks ago we were tweeting, everyone was tweeting, oh, protect black women. Yes. Protect black women. We're pulling up on people that aren't protecting black women. Meanwhile, you're pulling up on this, but very same, this is why the episodes are so important because black women were also arriving trying to pull me down. How is it that you're talking about protecting black women, but you're also trying Dragon. to, you're trying, it doesn't make sense. And nobody's consistent. Everyone's fucking lying. They're lying. And the thing is, I feel like this is a bittersweet moment because like you said, it's, it takes more than one person to speak, no matter how large or how visible you are. It does take people gathering together. And that's why I've always said that I don't feel like there is a sisterhood out here in the UK with things like this because I've been speaking. Meanwhile, you all kiki go back into your little WhatsApp groups. Oh, Colette, she's so angry. She's so loud. She's so this. Colette, but, cool, yes. But if I hadn't been speaking about it, where would we now be? Right. Where, like, you can go and you will see the tweets that I've been telling you about these men from early, in right? Black and white. And the, but they will come and try to discredit me and say, oh, she hates black men. You guys have never fucking sat, sat down to ask yourself, what exactly? Where are these tweets that collectively hates black men? Where are these tweets that they're alluding to? And there's no fucking tweet. What they're talking about is the fact that I'm always coming at them them specifically for their specific violet i've always come at them so the easiest thing um, easiest thing for them to say is oh collect she hates black men no i just hate you yes. i hate you yes. oh 
don't care if you're black, white, purple, polka dot. I don't care. I just hate you because you are sexually assaulting women. Anybody who's sexually assaulting women, I don't fucking like them. Yeah. I don't. You could be black, white, purple, blue. I don't care. You fucking hate them, we do. Right, you could be a Martian. <laughs> but if you're sexually assaulting women, I don't like you. And I feel like this is the only time that you can say black, white, purple or whatever. And it stands. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit what colour you are. If you are violent towards women and you're specifically violent towards black women, we're going to have a problem. Yes. We're and going to have a problem. To be permanently cancelled. And on this, on the topic of this one person, I think this one person for me really grinds my gears because they have managed to tweet through so many scandals. You said so, focus on your Polish baby. You did all of that. You did all of this. We hear about the sexual allegations from all the the uh, the, uh, the festivals and places that you've gone and the uni fest. and bar fest and your time your time at uni. We've heard about all of these things. Yet you've your the people around. Let me tell you. I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you this again. The people in your life fucking hate you. They hate you. They hate you. You pink panther wearing motherfucker. They hate you. Yeah, because it was, <laughs> because if they liked you, they would tell you this isn't a tweet a tweet through it, bro. They will tell you it's not a tweet through it, bro. Situation. They'll tell you who is your bro, Tiny bro, Tiny bro. <laughs> you would say that's what you say to them, Tiny bro. Don't tell me to tweet through it. I'm not tweeting through it. Maybe it's time for me to deactivate. And rightly so. Now you've deactivated yes. because don't let people lead you further down the path of waywardness. Yes. Where you should have apologized, you didn't apologize, and all of you that I've sworn for on this show. Ah. Me, as Kilechuluwa from Layo me, with my chest, I've sworn for all of you, and I've told you that until you do right by me and by all the other black women that you've hurt, your life will continue to get Keleg. Your life will continue to wear its trousers backwards. You will not know prosperity. And look, six months down the line, look at that. How the mighty have fallen. Oh, oh God. When I tell you my ancestors don't play when it comes to me, the ancestors don't fuck around. Oh! The ancestors don't fuck around. And, you know, you, it took me a while to come on side with the ancestors, didn't it? Yes. But now, now that I'm here, I'm not going back. <laughs> you know, I'm being serious because you called it, you said, you called it and you were rightly so, literally. And there's even another one, this other one, you know the, you know, the guy that you, you knew once. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 that fool. That this other idiot. one, for me, is worse because, you know, he was called out multiple times yes. for having... Um, raped um, a young a young woman yes and in 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 response to these allegations he goes and tweets they're just angry that i fucked her and that's what i think for me is what as men we kind of need to change our language around sex yeah when you say stuff like i fucked her that contributes to this image that we already have of you raping her yes because you haven't even said to us oh they're just angry because we had sex. No, you said to her that you're you're they're angry because you fucked her. So again, it's, no, it's what you're doing, what you're doing to, to her. Uh, yes. It's just- it's, and he, he, he was tweeting this so freely. This person is still but he was he, But he was the same person that was saying about, oh, um, film a girl without... Her, without consent. Yeah, and send it this. to the mandem. And exactly. send it to the mandem. Oh, but guys, this is... Uh, you know what I really love about this whole situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These allegations come out. They're, they're all quick to say, oh, get my lawyer. Get my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm calling said, the police. I thought you said abolish the police. I thought you said, yeah, there you go. They're, they're calling the police. And firstly, I want everyone to realise that the police cannot handle defamation um, cases. No. They can't. So if you want to get a lawyer, you need to have money to get a lawyer. And, you know, you need to have a lot of money to get a lawyer. Not £80 one-off fee. You need no. to have hourly money to, to be able to get, a, right. to get a lawyer. So please just manage your own expectations. And I think a lot of people, where a lot of people are kind of getting angry with this is that they're, they're kind of questioning the validity of the list. And you, I think you put it, you put it, 
perfectly in your tweets the other day where you said when lists of slags used to circulate. Oh, around. these girls are slags. These girls are slags. Uh-huh. But oh, you tell us there's no smoke without a fire. When the girls come to contest it, I know the women come to contest it and say, I don't, why is my name on the list? Like I've never even touched any of you, man. I've never breathed in your direction. I've never even blinked in your fucking direction. You turn around and like, I don't even live in your area. <laughs> I'm not in your postcode. What is this? Yeah. Well, fam, like there's no smoke without a fire. You know, there's no smoke without a fire. Like you must've done something, but now you motherfuckers are up in flames. You are burn, burning Absolutely. up. Oh, God, another R. Kelly. <laughs> no, <we'll> cancel. <laughs> they are literally, they're sweating. And for me, it's more entertaining to see the friends of the accused. Those that oh, had traditional weddings and they don't know what to do with literally, themselves. Literally, because nobody even knows what to say. And I think, I just want to make it clear that I, I want to big up all the, all the women that came out and spoke about it. Because what people don't realise as well is that once you actually talk about your sexual assault... Not only do people know who assaulted you, but they know you've been assaulted. And that can be embarrassing in yes, itself. Yes, yes. So yeah. it's very, very important that, you know, um, we, we, we give you that respect because it is difficult. Whether you're anonymous or not, it's difficult to talk about trauma. And it's very difficult. And that's why it's been such a massive thing, even having this podcast and having spoken about sexual abuse as a child and spoken about, for instance, like miscarriage stuff. I've, I've really tried to just lay everything out on this podcast as best as I can, keeping my boundaries in place, but also making it, trying to normalise the fact that women, as black women, we need to speak about the places where it hurts. We have to speak about the places where it hurts because otherwise we hold everything in, we keep everything in, and then we suffer for it physically and mentally later on this is why we're overrepresented when it comes into when we're talking about the mental um health sector and you know hospitals and things like that and institutions like that's why because things like this and no one wants to understand our pain no one wants to i, I think it was in leave taking um by Winston Pinnock when it says, um, what does the doctor know about a black woman's pain or something like that? It was such a beautiful line in that play because what do these doctors know about a black woman's pain? We're talking about generational. We're talking about so much more than just your common ailments. Like there is so much that we carry in our bodies, in our minds, everything. And for the reckoning to truly be something that makes, um, you know, lasting change, Things like this need to happen yeah. because we can't talk about Black Lives Matter. We can't talk about, oh, we need to change the systems and up, um, um, up, you know, dismantle and uproot everything that wasn't working for us and not address the very, very real way that black women are disrespected and violated all the time. It's not just by chance that Malcolm X talked about the fact that black women are the least protected in our society. But and then black trans women are, don't fucking get me started. It just gets even worse there. Right. I think for me, where... If, why, why it all kind of feels like an eerie kind of coincidence is Oluwatoni Salau. Literally. And I just want to say, rest in peace. Oh. You, you're a beauty. Rest in peace. And I've never come across a story, maybe because she's, I don't know, maybe because she's Nigerian, but we always kind of hear about things kind of happening in Nigeria. But I've never kind of come across a story and kind of felt so close to the person that I didn't even have a clue. For me, it was Sandra Bland. Her. For me, Sandra was Bland, it? I was in bed for days when I heard about her because Sandra Bland were similar age. I saw yeah. myself so much in her. Mm-hmm. Like she used to make her videos when she'd be speaking up about shit that happened. She was also activist as well, yeah. Exactly. Look at how you're married. Um, um, you, you, like all the activists that I know that you guys are trying to take them out of the game whether they're in um, Brazil, wherever they are in America, in the UK, whatever you guys are trying to take them out of the game, whether you, whether it's like you chip away at their credibility over years and going, Oh, but don't listen to her. She's with a white man or don't listen to her. She hates black men or don't listen to that one. She's this don't 
anything to, te- to to keep the power that you have. And it's sad that the way that they're able to stay in these positions is because black women come through and, and, and there are certain black women that support them and, and refuse to tell them, no, I don't want to be a part of this. Instead, you'll lie that, oh, I spoke, I spoke to them in private. Wherever you're speaking to them about is offline, it is it working? Right. And is this someone that you should be advocating for if they've got this many allegations out against them? Right. Like, really? You guys I- talk about body count, body count, but aren't we counting these bodies? The number of bodies that have come up and said, actually... This is what this person this has is done. Right. right. Because you care about body count usually, but now you don't want to care about the number of people that have come forward, the actual human bodies that have come forward and said, this person this did this to me. It's mad to me, but Oluwa rest in peace, rest in peace my angel, this, my this, queen. This so, oh, gives me goosebumps every time I see it. And it's just like, for me, it's hard because this is someone that was at the forefront of the protest. We saw her face. She yes. Was there. She was even tweeting about her, her abuse, what she was. It's just, it feels like. It what felt- more do you need? What more do you need? You tell us to have videos or to have proof. There's proof. Speak up at the time. Don't wait till later. She's speaking up at the time. She didn't wait till later and she still died. What That's the fuck? The world, the world failed and i think that's probably what makes me feel so bad about it it's like she was right there screaming for yeah. help yeah and to think that she meets someone at a bus stop who she tells like yeah i've just been sexually assaulted yeah she i guess maybe trust that person they, they say to her okay let me look after you and they only go and try and do the same they pretty much do the same thing to her yeah i really hate that the picture even of aaron glee the fucker who killed her may you suck your mother for eternity you fucking Swat. demon you absolute prick um, he uh, c- confessed to killing Oluwatoyi in Salau. Um, and he says here, they said that he confessed several times that he kidnapped and killed both Oluwatoyi in Salau, a student and protester, and Victoria Sims, a volunteer and retired state worker in grisly crimes that have, have horrified the community. This was done in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, according to newly released court documents, Glee waived his right to remain silent and gave his account of events to officers with the Tallahassee Police Department and the Orlando Police Department. They include shocking new details, including that Glee kept Salau a prisoner in his rundown home on Monday Road for several days, raping her and eventually deciding to kill her to avoid getting caught. You fucking stupid bitch. So you wanted to avoid getting caught. So you did a greater and even greater crime on top of that. Um, the documents also receive, uh, reveal that Salau 19 had uh, and Sims 75 apparently met one another in the last days of their lives after Glee arranged for Sims to pick both him and Salau up at a bus stop. Salau went missing June 6th, followed by Sims on June 11th. On June 13th, numerous TPD uh, Tale- Tallahassee Police Department officers descended on his home after tracing Sims' cell phone to the address. They found Sims' body under a bloody sheet and in a bedroom and Salau's body under a pile of leaves in the woods behind the house oh um by the time by that time glee had already bought a one-way ticket to west palm beach where he has family members orlando police working off information from the tallahassee police department intercepted him at a greyhound bus station and took him into custody he complained of breathing problems and was taken to an orlando hospital where he openly chatted about the two murders according to the arrest report while at the hospital glee had made voluntary admissions to um, officers guarding him that he had murdered two women in tallahassee the report says he would also place a telephone call to his mother and make these same admissions later that day tpd officers arrived in orlando to interview him glee would admit in detail that on different dates he had kidnapped and murdered both salau uh, and sims 
Uh, Glee told investigators he struck up a conversation with Salal June 6th at a bus stop um, on Alapaki or uh, Parkway. Um, she told him she had been sexually assaulted earlier in the day, something she revealed publicly on Twitter. He offered to take her to his house to bathe and sleep. He said he called Sims, who picked them both up in her white Toyota sedan. Um, video footage captured by Star Metro buses showed that Salal left a Leon County branch library on South Adams Street at 5... 51 p.m. and arrived at the bus stop um, on the parkway at 6.07 p.m. The footage also demonstrated that she and Glee did engage in an extended conversation while seated on a bench at a bus stop. The report says at approximately 7.07 p.m., a white Toyota, the same make and model of the one owned by Sims, arrived in the area of the bus stop. Glee and Salah departed in that Toyota moments later. So you took advantage of women helping you. And this isn't me trying to like vilify black men, but can you now, can you just see in real time, a black woman is out there fighting for black lives and that they, they, they need to matter. Um, you're fighting for black men the way that black men, um, cause that's what dominates the narratives. We know that black trans people are also, you know, um, killed at an exponential stuff. rate, but we, the most, the main focus is black men mm-hmm. and what happened to George Floyd. And she's out here fighting for that. And then she's killed by a black man. So Aaron, you can suck your mother and burn in the pits of hell, you fucking horrible, horrible person. And you should never the, when they sentence him, there should be what what do they call it? No 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 uh charge for parole. parole. Yeah. yeah. He should honestly, I just think he should just Yeah, it's whew, that's it, hard. It's horrible. It's absolutely her horrible. Face everywhere. It's just it's hard seeing her face, man, because you just feel like Somebody could have legit helped this girl. Yes. And I never wanted to, I've got so many um, um, female black friend, black female friends. Jesus, what am I trying to say? Mm. <laughs> and I would, I would, I'm so worried that, you know, they could need my help. Yes. And I'm just not, I'm just not paying them any attention. I'm just not there. And that, that's not what my worry is that, you know, people around me could potentially go through that. Yeah. Or maybe have been through that. It's just... But it's hard as a woman. You just don't know as a black woman when to call things out and who will believe you and what will happen. It's like there's so much that takes place. And, you know, black women are still alive in real time asking for help right now. Mm -hmm. And people are still trying to tweet through it, bro. That's part of the problem. And trying to ignore it and trying to vilify or derail the conversation like ZZ Mills really loves doing. And I don't really like to come at black women if I'm online or but you're a bird, like you're a yeah. fucking bird. And that's why the Twitter app is perfect for you because it's a bird and you're a bird. Yeah. Because we're having a very valid conversation right now about the way that black women have been sexually assaulted by black men and, this, and the trauma that's been ta- that's taken place and just the, the many, many ways that they've been assaulted by men, not just in a sexual act. And you come online. With blood literally wet on the streets. Blood literally, literally wet literally. on the streets. Bodies lying under leaves, Right. You come and even blood on the leaves because black people are still being lynched all across everywhere. Mm -hmm. You come online and you go, oh, but what would we call it if a woman tells a guy that she's on the pill and then he um, has sex with her and then she gets pregnant and wants to keep the baby? What do we call that? It's like, while you could definitely have a space to have that conversation that you're trying to have right now, I don't trust your intentions because you're trying to place that conversation. It's a counter. Oh, to what people are saying. And I think when she deeps that, one day Zizi Mills will have uh, an awakening or an 
epiphany or what you call it. When yeah. she deeps that, she's going to feel very, very disgusted within herself. Because yeah. we're having we're, we're, we're at the stage where, and let's be honest, guys, we're having conversations that we have never had so frankly before. Yes. We are having these conversations outrightly. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Women are coming out after years. Yeah. Of sort of just suppressing the the, the, the memory and whatnot. They're coming out and they're talking about their experiences and that's what she's got to say i think it's always hard to deal with people like her because she's got she's managed to kind of build up a following in a way where she can always be inflammatory yes people find it hard to ignore her but i really want to appeal to people and let them know that if you truly want to cancel someone yeah ignore them you just have got to ignore them we have because we got katie hopkins the fuck out of here exactly and we have to and i think people are a lot of people are calling these emails a new katie hopkins i think it's a little tad bit too early because you know the evil that katie hopkins is (laughs) she's done a lot let's be honest yeah these emails can be a bird but yeah not she's not katie hopkins yet level yet yet but by what she's doing yes she's she's heading there she's heading there i always feel weird about black people that use black trauma as a way to like get attention to be contrarian to, be, yeah, to, to black trauma like, especially black female trauma like this involves you too exactly. and i just have to ask myself like what trauma did you go through that makes you so want to align yourself with these men they can't protect you they can't protect you and i'm sure at some point they haven't protected you before and that's coming from an intuitive level of like seeing the behavior like hers they've they they're projecting the blame that they put on themselves yes or the way that they dismiss their own hurts. Yes. And I want everyone to know that ZZ Mills is representative of the enablers that we have in the community as yeah. well. She's an enabler. Yeah. She's enab- she will, she will, she's the type. She'll banter around. with them. Yes. She's the type to banter with abusive men. And we've yeah. seen her do it before. And even so, when you think about it seriously, just a bit like what you were saying about how it's hard to come out about it and talk about it. We've seen now yesterday firsthand what happened. Yep. Yeah. When people come and come and talk about their experiences, the Ray Black situation. Yeah, yeah, I can go into that. Where um, Ray Black, um, of course, everything's everyone's talking about their sex. A singer, singer, a beautiful Ray Black, singer. A singer. Yes, yeah. a beautiful black singer. She's got some banging songs. Everybody yeah. should check her out. Um, she came forward and explained that Ambush, um, who is a rapper, yeah, Ambush Well, without without a D. Anyway, this guy called Ambush. He did a song with Miss Banks, by the way, in case you don't know. Um, this guy ambush had sexually um, assaulted her um, at a party. So she first tweeted it and she gave him some time to come. come she gave forward. him two days. Yeah, she first gave him two days. Yeah, and rightly so, she changed her mind and she was like, "No, guys, everybody needs to know about this predator." Yeah. So um, she then tweeted the conversation she had with him, and I just I think it's very important that every can I play the voice? Yeah, yeah, very go on. Yeah, play it. Listens to play it. the voice note. Um, so just before I even get into the voice note, she said. Hello, Ambush. I believe you owe me an apology. Yesterday, you greeted me by grabbing my breast. And when I asked you what the fuck did you just do, um, you said it was looking nice, so I had to. I need you to know that that's very unacceptable. Yeah. Ambush then replied with the monkey emoji covering the eyes. My bad. I apologize. Ray, Ray Black said, not going to lie. Um, this, my bad, as an apology, isn't really good enough, considering you sexually assaulted another artist. Mm-hmm. Then she then went to um, send a voice note. Oh, Ray, man, Ray, man, don't do me like this, man. I'm sorry, I apologize, man. You know what I mean? I'm just flirty, man. I was fucking about it, man. Your brush is out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Wait. That's, I think that's enough. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's where I just want to uh, your breast was out, so you've placed the blame. This is what, the, the entire interaction that Ray Black has with this guy, ambush guy, is so 
um, triggering when you listen to it as a woman because you see the way that the men become very manipulative when they're talking to you about something. When you say that you violated me and you crossed this boundary, they start trying to shift it, shift it, shift it and come with you like, oh, come on, man. I'm just a flirty guy. Your breasts were out. What do you mean my breasts were out? That was shocking. My breasts can be on the fucking floor, mate. My nipples can be, my, my pussy can be out. Everything can be out. I can walk into that YouTube party fucking naked. You do not have a right to touch me. This is what men are failing to understand. You don't have a right to touch me. I can I can be naked. I can be butt naked right there. You don't have a right. And it's, for me, it's even more shocking to feel like the guy didn't even process what he did as sexual assault. He's talking about it so casually. If Ray Black didn't push for more of an apology, yeah. he would have left it as monkey emoji, my bad. Yeah. Ambush world, get the hell out of here. And honestly, I think... For him, if he still has a label, if he's still verified after a week or two, then I know that this world is truly sick. Well, we've, truly, we've truly been knowing. Sick. We've been knowing. And he's, the thing is, the, the world re- re- like rewards men. We've seen it reward numerous men um, in various positions. Like, he goes on in the voice notes to even say, like, oh, I'm not a perv. You know, I'm not one of them guys. And it's the way that men disassociate themselves from their idea of what sexual assault is. Like what you said earlier, they think it's like a dark alley. Yeah. Like, I've got coming like jump on you know there are many many ways that bear you man have violated women and you fail to recognize it you fail to recognize it because you think that it has to be this like big dum 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 no you do it by just not listening and taking the word no or seeing somebody's body and thinking that you're entitled to interact with it in ways that you're not or somebody's space their mental space all of that and thinking that you have a right to be there when you do not it's so violent I'm not a perv I'm not a perv and then he goes oh don't stick it on me like that don't stick it like basically don't approach me don't don't draw attention to what i've done no we're going to draw attention to what you've done we, we need to loud it up and a big big shout out to ray black um you know about that because she even went to him privately yes so what that tells us is that i guess in some ways she would have been happy to settle it privately as shocking as it was she would have been happy to settle it privately but also she's operating under the forces of the industry yes if she speaks out someone will say this she gets blackboard exactly. no one wants to work with exactly. her they call her angry they call her right. this they call her and a bitch and they, a black woman. yes and they'll they'll make up a whole entire story and i don't even think that ray black is getting her props as she should yes, in I this agree. industry in the first place for the level of talent that she has because you guys big up light-skinned women who sing her they sing wild things all the time all the time but you'll 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 be giving them deals and they'll be doing all sorts but she's here with vocals she's here with range and she's not getting the props that i feel that she deserves so if she now called this out publicly beforehand before all of this what would have happened to her career and even interesting i love that you just say that because what a lot everyone needs to obviously go on her page to see it but what you will see is that he apologizes after she pushes for another apology. She actually says, yeah, okay, I accept your apology. Yeah. After that, he then does what you said that he was doing about coming with the, oh, you don't need to come at me like yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like that. Guys, can you believe there are, there are still, after she tweeted everything, there's still a few people saying to her, but why did you post this though after he apologized? And to all those people, fuck you and suck your mums with literally the biggest straw that you can find. Yes. You are the issue. You literally are the issue. And I want every, I want to make something clear. She could have tweeted that voice note and Ambush apologized profusely, in fact. He could have said, Ray Black, I am so sorry. I will never ever do that again. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you what, Ray Black still has every right yes. to post and let 
people know. Yes. Because when things like that happen, especially when it's so casual, you see someone that you don't know. She met him once before and it was high and by. I met you once before high and by and the second time you're grabbing my breast and you fucking mad. So what do you do to the women that you've known for a long time? And this is how you coerce them into believing that they're the problem or it wasn't that big a deal. Like you minimize, yes, you minimize what you've done to them. Like, I hope that this will give other women who have interacted with him or men like him the courage to be like, no, actually, I'm going to say something because this isn't the first time that you've done something like that. So don't come and try and tell me, oh, I'm not a perv, man. Why are you making out like it's something else? Don't turn police me either. I can put it on you. I can stick it on you any way that I want to stick it on you because you are the first person to move mad in this situation. And and I I, I tell you what, if you didn't sexually assault me, what would I not be able to do? Right accuse you of sexual right. and I think that for me was that for me was truly disgusting and I don't think uh, sometimes I, I don't think it's even worth trying to put myself into a black woman's shoe because no. it feels it just feels impossible it's especially literally when, impossible especially when you when you when you when you find out about these things I'm 25 and I'm only realizing that men are kind of doing that so casually still yes in 2020 yes it's mind-boggling for me and you think you've unlearned so many so much stuff but it really the unlearning you, process you, continues. It's, 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 on, it's, it's perpetual. Yes, and, and it's absolutely wild. And even that, when we're looking at music industry and the banj oh. and how he treated um, Shaitan, I think her name is Shaitan Babalala. Also, um, and I made my belly turn. How is it that she's accused you of rape and somehow you've managed to get her arrested? He got her arrested, even though the police are like, we don't have any records of her being arrested. No, you motherfuckers arrested yeah, her. So basically got her kidnapped. And... Um, and made her recant everything that she said, like take it all back and say that, oh no, actually, I just want to forget the whole thing. And on top of that, take over. Oh, this is take over her Twitter page and be tweeting Twitter about your music. And be tweeting promo vids of your uh, for your music that nobody has seen before. Yes, meaning that it had to have been someone from your camp that 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 accessed the account or got yeah. her to give all the, over the password for the account, and that's what you were doing. And I think the worst thing for the worst thing about the band, and he did something similar to you know the guy that um, was saying a black woman family member of mine when they pulled him yes, off yeah. his tweet. Yeah. He did the same thing where you will he will he will pull on the on the closest trauma he has to him. In this case, it's for both men. It's been the death. Of a of, child. Of, of a family member. Yeah. So for the band, it was, it was the death of his son. He said that how the accusations is reopening the wounds. And that is vile. And that is extremely vile. And you're the same motherfucker that when they said to you, come to therapy, you said, no, those are things that only your people do. So I went for a bit, but it wasn't for me. So if it's reopening the wounds, guess where you need to go? Therapy, bitch. Therapy. It's reopening the wounds. Something that has no, nothing child, to do. And I don't even mean to sound... You know, the late child wasn't even a, a girl. No, so there's no correlation. The child, there, like, there's no, no correlation. I just, I just, you can't ever pull me up about anything I've ever done because I've had I've this lost a child. And it's sad because when you think about it, when when you when we all heard about the story, we were so I was sad so heartbroken for him. for him. Yeah. So, and then obviously, you still always be sad for him, yeah. anyone. The child's innocent, but when you know how people are able to weaponize, yes. Their but supposed trauma, and that's it, and, and that's why I don't believe back to him. The cognitive uh, dissonance you're yeah. talking about, because he can did he when he did that, he distanced himself away from the trauma that he felt when his son died, and instead just used it. Yes, to get his way. This woman saying, "I went to her hotel room and I did this and I did that." Well, I don't want this to be a discussion. So my child died. Leave me alone. Shut up about it. And then you get her arrested. Like who? Why would you get someone? Why would you go to that length to get someone arrested? And then take everything back. That, that's what you can do when you have power and you're in Nigeria. Because the way that Nigeria operates is that 
I, I, I need to find the stats, but I don't think anyone has been jailed for rape. <laughs> probably, ever. They, they could probably walk out after 60 days. Like, this is why it's wild. So it was a brave thing for her to even come forward, Chaitan to come forward and be like, no, nah, this happened to me because she's likely to not even get justice. And look at that. She had to, his lawyers, everyone came That's at her. Nigerians, everyone came at her. And like, Nigerians, you need to do better because all of you, these tweets about, but why is she saying anything now? Why, why is she saying something now when he's got an album coming out? Who gives a fuck about your album? What's your album gonna do for the world shut up and also we also need to see how other people play a part in it i think it's absolutely disgusting that someone like the band can go to the front desk of a hotel yes that hotel and give over my key give over your and you know a lot again it shocked me at the age of 25 i didn't know that it happens to a lot of girls yes they go to hotels anybody can get the key to their room yes someone's in the bed with them oh and a lot of girls have come out and spoke about that and said yeah they just they will just hand your key yes as, 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 as soon as they find out where you're staying, they'll just hand your key. Wow. And, and to make it worse, the band tried to lie about not being at that hotel. There's a picture that places him at that hotel. Look at that. Look at that. The banjo will not be well with you. And he is, per- the cancellation is permanent. It has to be. It's it has permanent. to be. What a video. But then I don't know if the cancellation is spreading across Nigeria because there are so many men who are like, well, next time she shouldn't have a fat nyash. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> So now I'm to blame because of the body that the Lord blessed me with. And you hear that, and some of the times you want to be quick to use the whole "oh, well, what if it was your daughter" thing. I don't even think I don't even think it's right now to try and appeal to men by, by their proximity by, to yeah, other women. Them, yeah. But then oh, uh, we also have to address that sometimes they would do the same to their own daughters and their and and their, their I sisters. That in, um, in, was it calling this quote? But is it Ethiopia when they said something about how in the, in the lockdown um, something like era, that? 176 daughters were impregnated by their dad no no i'll send you the article 170 look at that 170 daughters were raped by their dad and so so you can't tell me that oh what what if it was your daughter what if it's no because you're doing it to your daughters as well it's just some bullshit it's just some bullshit and things really 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 need to change in this society Mm -hmm. and as uncomfortable as a lot of you might find to have these conversations because you've got this misguided loyalty to the black men in your lives and just men generally in your lives you have to have the conversations you need to get them the fuck up out of here um and not give them the power that they so wield because they don't know how to use it clearly Clearly, they don't they don't like having responsibility and they're definitely allergic to accountability and we won't stand for it any longer but that's that for this week because you know Sadiq has to get off to places and go and do his bits um but (laughs) busy um but yeah it's been real um chatting about all of this stuff with you like I said uh card extra card bits will be um card piles readings will be on patreon.com forward slash kletiographer um this uh yeah you can follow me on at kolechnikov or at say your mind pod definitely tweet about the episode let us know how you're getting on and you can follow sadiq on sadiq jn yes and that's gonna be for instagram and twitter and uh, yeah and that's pretty much it for this week i have been kolechnikov I've been Sadiq. <laughs> and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? Suck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this week. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. See you guys. It's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.